Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach, coming to you once again from my floating home. We are, Stephanie Blue and I are currently on the Chesapeake Bay, uh, enjoying a wonderful summer here. And I've got a really outstanding guest, Kathy Bowman Atkins, and she is a leadership transformational planning. So everything we're going on with the uh, economy and, and with business, I thought, man, this is going to be a great guest. So let me read her official intro. Um, she has a, a no-nonsense approach combined with a unique talent for asking tough questions, which I've always learned as a coach, when you got to get you got to ask tough questions and, and good questions to get good answers. So I, I admire that already. She doesn't provide the cookie cutter, feel good, run of the mill strategic advice. She warns her clients up front, be ready to do some hard work and soul searching. She has perfected the processes for chains and she does something most consultants don't. She follows up and follows through. Her clients will tell you their businesses thrived as a result of working with her. They got clarity and also the tools they needed to see where their businesses were going to go. She told me uh, in the green room before we got going, she left the corporate world, which is very common for entrepreneurs. It, Probably one of the major avenues there, I think. I had my corporate job and got tired of it. And um, she left the corporate world to start her company called The Latitude Group 17 years ago um, to be home to assist her ailing parents. She discovered a love for helping businesses, finding their true north, ooh, nautical term, and hasn't looked back since. She combines her corporate and consulting experience to deliver sound advice. She has a BA in accounting and business administration from Elon University and an MBA from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. We were just talking about how just a month ago we were passing through her lovely state. Kathy, how are you doing today? Doing great. How about yourself, Jim? Doing good. Thanks for coming on the program. I know um, you're more in the triad, um, but you uh, used to live right near the coast, you were telling me, right? Uh, kind of near the border of North Carolina and South Carolina. Yes, we've had a beach home there for many, many years. Such It is such an unbelievable pretty area. Um, the only thing as a boater, we're a power boater, so not that we go fast all the time, but it's miles and miles and miles of homes with docks and boats. So you can, you're, you're basically going about six to eight knots, and, and that's it. So anyway, well, thanks for coming on. I was excited to talk to you because, you know, right now, as, as you and I are doing this uh, interview, you know, the economy is starting to open up. Some, some states are open more than others, but, you know, I think this um, – the, the real strain that this whole pandemic put on businesses uh, is not going to be, it's not going to be a light switch for sure. Would you agree to turn it back on? I do. We do agree. We absolutely agree. It's not going to be a light switch. And we clearly have changed the focus of one of our, our major, you know, service offerings, which is strategic planning. And, and, and are looking at that in a, in a whole different light, really over the next 18 months, Jim, we see it differently. I think so too. I, I do think, which I think the economy and, and, and especially business owners feed off optimism. So as more and more does open up and I think uh, with pent up demand, et cetera, but you know, there's going to be a lot of business. It's quite sad in my opinion, a lot of businesses aren't going to make it. You just can't shut down 
a lot of restaurants, I think, low margins and things like that. You just can't be out of out of revenue that long. So, but it's a cycle. I think you know, as sad as that is for some businesses that close, somebody else is going to go in there, take over the leasing equipment, and start another business. I mean, that's kind of the cycle of life in business. That's right, and 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 you know what we're seeing is, I think you're exactly right. Uh, our clients, you know, what we have spent the last two and a half months or so doing is working with clients or just businesses who haven't been clients, but that we know we've been around a long time. So a lot of, we know a lot of business owners, a lot of business owners know us. And we've spent our time sitting in meetings with business owners, you know, uh, cutting, their, cutting their budgets in half, cutting mm. their staff or their workforce in half and doing those kind of things. And I say all that to say that those people are in setting triggers about you know, how we're going to decide who comes back when or what we bring back when in terms of expense items and so forth. And I can tell you that they're going to be cautious. We're setting cautious triggers to bring things back and, and, and they're going to be cautious. So yeah. I, don't see, I don't see it coming back with a big bang. I mean, there's some industries that have had a bang effect and, and some of them have got to pivot. They can't come back the same way, which we're doing right now. You know, I talked about that 18 months. What we've put together are really three uh, recovery plans. And, you know, we call them the emergence plan. That's, hey, getting from here through the next six months. As you said, some companies aren't going to make it. But if you want to come out standing on the other side six months from now, you know, we're, we're helping them put together a plan to do that. And that's really being very dollars and cents focused, if you will, a financial mm -hmm. focus looking at, you know, your P&L, looking at the, the balance sheet and what are your non-P&L cash obligations and looking at anything you learned in this that you could leverage and opportunities, you know, different opportunities where you have to pivot. That's all that's about. It's quick hitting, it's streamlined. You know, they, they do some prep work and they come out with a plan at the end of the day that will take them six months. Well, that's interesting. I want to follow up on that, but I just want to pivot for one second. I want to ask you about your business. Did you, um, before this hit, were you doing a lot of traveling for your clients? Were your clients local or, I mean, how did you have to pivot in your own business? It's a great question. We, we certainly did more traveling than we do today. Now, we, did, we had already transitioned, quite frankly, to a lot of online, uh, doing a lot of, of online work with uh, distance clients because we have clients all over the country. But we were doing more traveling, and so we've pivoted away from that. Nobody in my business has traveled since or probably late February. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's working just fine. I know. that. I think that's actually quite uh, interesting for a lot of businesses are going, well, why do we have this big, expensive, leased office space when, you know, we've been able to work fine with everybody working out of their homes? Do you know what I mean? So there's some places that might not move from the uh, remote office workers. Yeah. There's already uh, quite a bit of talk in the commercial real estate uh, vertical uh, about now that there's going to be a tremendous amount of available space that they're not going to be able to get rid of. You know, before the, the pandemic hit, it was quite the opposite. And, and now they, 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 they think that there's really going to be a glut and there's, there's, there, there's going to be a crisis in that industry as a result of this. Yeah. So 17 years ago, you left corporate America and, and started the Latitude Group. And um, I, I believe I, I just read where you kind of wanted to be closer to your parents at the time. 
That's correct. My, both of my parents had some, uh, you know, end of life, pretty severe illnesses. And so uh, I was here, came home to, to work with them because I was traveling about 80% of the time in my corporate uh, career mm-hmm. toward the end of that. So, so I, I really came home to, to be with them and started this business with another colleague who left corporate America for similar reasons. Right. I I greatly admire that. My, my wife is, uh, her dad's 92 and it's, he's really needing a lot of help and the place he's at right now doesn't allow visitors. So we're, mm. it's, a, it's a real struggle and I, I appreciate they're trying to keep everybody safe, but it's just hard for her not to see dad since we got back to the area. Anyway, so did you, when you started the Latitude Group, did you have a clear idea what you wanted to do or is it sort of developed over time? That's a great, that's a great question. As a matter of fact, we did but it took us a, a long time to get there. It took us about 10 months after leaving corporate America, my former business partner and I, and a lot of research. He, he was a PhD scientist type, okay? Mm. And, and, and I'm more the uh, visionary. Um, you know, he was the big analytical. I'm more the visionary, big thinker type. It took us about 10 months doing a whole lot of research and looking at a lot of uh, different options to decide to do this because... What we really came down to is looking at what were we, what were we successful at in our corporate careers, mm-hmm. and and what we were really successful at was uh, setting a vision and inspiring people to it, seeing potential in people that they couldn't even see in themselves and helping helping them to realize it, and so the leadership and the you know the strategic planning, uh, you know business acumen kind of piece of it were what we were good at. So. By the time we decided to start the Latitude Group, we knew that that's what we were about. So, I always tell people we're an inch wide and a wild, de- uh, an inch wide and a mile deep. You know, we do strategic planning, uh, and some succession planning is a part of that. But it's to get under the strategic umbrella, and we do people development, not training, but development process work. You know, so in all the work that we do, there's you know, really getting meaningful, sustainable results over the long haul takes work and it's a process. And that's what we do with our clients. And I know that you told me you like to work with small businesses versus uh, Fortune 500, which is where you, where you had your career. Um, what do you like about small business owners? Um, what, I really, what we really like about small business owners is that we can develop relationships, close relationships with them really get engaged in the business and you have the opportunity to help make huge differences. Okay. in a much shorter period of time, huge differences in people's lives and their businesses. You know, you get to know what's important to them, you know, their values and beliefs and really get integrated into those companies. So our average client stays with us over four years. That's a pretty good track record. That's awesome. Um, yeah. and, and, and the good thing is, as a small, working with small business owners, the name doesn't change on the door every, every year. You're not getting ready for, to go meet with a client and then figure out somebody else is taking that person's place. So That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. All right. So you mentioned um, recovery plans and you had something called emergence. Can you briefly tell us about that? I'm sorry, say that again. You, you, we talked about recovery plans and then I kind of Went, out, went down the rabbit hole to talk about your business. I think you had a six-month plan called Emergence. Did I understand that right? That's right. Okay. Could you tell a little bit about how you came up with that and how it works? Well, that is the, 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 the plan that, is, uh, as I was talking about, that's really finance-focused and really KPI metrics-focused. So we're saying, what do we have to do to survive and keep the doors open for the next six months? 
and be able to learn our lessons and see what opportunities are going to be out there for us. And so that, that's what that's all about. We set some triggers. We look at the financials. And, and really, on the, in that case, you know, volume is the leading indicator. That's not always the leading indicator in business. You know, we're a lot of times playing the game about when should we hire, you know, this salesperson? When should we hire, you know, this this next assistant or, you know, whatever it is we're looking at or operations that, you know, playing that game. In this game, it's all about volume. We don't pull the trigger to bring people back or to add expenses until the volume is there. And so pulling back to that point and, and monitoring that over six months, getting through that. And then what we do is say, okay, so for the next six months, we're going to look at what we call, so we get some clever names here, but resurgence planning. So now let's think about how we start coming out, uh, hopefully better than we were when we went in. That's our mantra for everybody right now. Every person, every business should be better coming out of this than when they went into it. We need to be leveraging this opportunity. So that's part of that. And so the resurgence plan is thinking about, okay, how do we start adding back and growing out of this? But it's still, I think, going to be pretty foggy. We think, you know, that, that things aren't good. We, we won't have come out of the whole haze of this yet. Mm -hmm. And so people aren't going to be able to look so long term. So that's another six-month plan, okay? But now we're, we're into a little bit of growth. And so we're looking at a, a little more strategy in there in terms of our, a little bit more on our processes and our systems and things we need to do you know, to take advantage of those things. And then- If I can, can I, Kathy, I'm sorry sure. to interrupt you. So there's emergence and then resurgence. I'm just curious about the resurgence piece. Is it learning how to do business differently or, you know, because we think this is going to be so many shifts and, and like we were talking about people not traveling and, you know, people working remotely and things like that. Is that, so the first part is the financial stability and then this is, is it really learning how to do business differently or I guess it might depend on who your client is? Yeah, this, this is, this is about, yeah, get, it, the first is financial stability. And then, then now we're looking at, you know, beginning to see what we learned from that, making that pivot, how, how we have to do things differently. Okay. Got it. And, and how we can make some, so that's the next six month window. So that's, that's the real key to that. And then the third one, which I interrupted you on, is convergence. So emergence, resurgence, and then convergence. What's that one? Well, we think by the time, which that'll put us about 12 months out, Jim, mm -hmm. we think by the time we get to about 12 months out that people are going to start figuring this out for themselves. And nobody ever has a crystal ball and knows what all the future holds, but they're going to be figuring it out or they're going to be putting a, a line in the sand saying this is what it means to us. So, so now we're going to start looking at, you know, what the future looks like and being more strategic. Where do we think this is taking us? How has this changed our business, correct? And so, so putting some more of a vision in there, some strategic objectives. Now we're thinking, where do we want to be? We have traditionally said in the next five years, but what do we think maybe the next three years looks like, right? And so then what do, what do we need to be doing the next six months to be putting some more long-term things into place to meet those needs. So, so that's what we're really looking at. So we become more strategic in that convergence. We're converging on where we think this is going to land for our business for a while and what we need to be doing in the next six months to take the necessary and sufficient steps toward what we see as the medium to long term. And I'm going to ask you this question. I know it's probably different for every client, but when you're, when you're in the, it's almost like um, uh, triage. I was trying to think of the word. It's almost like triage when your company's in so much 
uh, possible turmoil or disarray. Do you meet, do you, do you, how often do you talk to them and meet with them? Uh, it's a great question. And, and, and it does vary somewhat, but we do have a model that says, for example, when we talk to a client, okay, typically we say that they're good to work with us for a year. They make that commitment. And we, we put a plan in place and we have all the processes and tools. It's really great. But then we have monthly business reviews. And in those monthly business reviews, and we have a, a, a project management software where we have a signal light approach where we keep those plans updated, where we make adjustments. So we meet every month and say what's working, what's not working, what do the financials look like, what adjustments do we need to make. So that's the change management and accountability piece of that planning. In this case, we're doing that on six-month slices, if you will, Jim. Mm -hmm. But they have to commit to do that because you and I both know uh, I've been around long enough, seen this over and over again. Smart people can put great plans into place, but if somebody's not holding them accountable and you don't have a change management process in place, they will go nowhere. That's right. And things are going to change. So, so that's the way we do that. Now, some people, things don't always happen on a schedule, so we make ourselves available if something comes up. Sometimes those meetings are two hours. Sometimes they're four, depending on the client. Sometimes they're a day. So, so obviously we flex to what they need, but there is that piece of it, the accountability and the change management piece. I think I was doing, I, I don't know if I saw somewhere on your website, I was doing a little bit of research. There's three questions. I think you call them the top three questions that you should ask yourself about your business. Can, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, I, I think that you're referring to, hey, you know, what, what are we in business for, right? Okay. Um, you know, wh where do we want to, to take, you know, this business? What's important to us? Okay. You know, why are we in business? And if, you know, and, and to what end, you know, what's our purpose, where we want to get to? Um, so, so those are the things that, that I'm, I was thinking about there. Is that what you were referring to? I think that's right. Yeah. And, um, so if somebody, let, I wonder if somebody was say, um, and I think his age is actually irrelevant, but let's say somebody, uh, six months ago was thinking, man, I'd like to retire at the end of 2020 or maybe 2021. Has that plan kind of gone out the window? Cause as you said, it's probably about an 18 month plan to go through, through that whole, um, process you talked about. That's a, a really good question, and here's what I would say. I mean, there's never a one-size-fits-all. Mm -hmm. It's not true for everybody, Jim, but I do think for the most part, most of the businesses I'm talking about, for the most part, those plans have – the those dates have moved out. Okay. I would think so, yeah. Yeah. So you've worked with a, you know, a lot of different clients over 17 years. What do you, what do you think makes a great leader? Well – I think a couple of things, you know, I, I go back to a few things that I think make a great leader. One is um, authenticity, believe it or not. Um, I, I think that, that leaders don't come one size fits all. It's different things for different times. Uh, uh, getting results also and getting results the right way. So, you know, a lot of people can get results for the short term. But unless you're doing that the, the, the right way and you're authentic, that won't be sustained. So sustainable results uh, over time. Uh, so I think those are the things that are really important. And I think leaders who understand that they get results through people, the best assets that we have, no matter what business we're in, go home every night and you want them to come back the next day. Uh, you want them to be engaged and inspired and good and, you know, really great leaders do that. 
you know, in, in, in the book that probably a lot of your listeners are familiar with in Good to Great, and Good to Great, all that research that Jim Collins and his team did, great leaders, you know, the one characteristic that he found that the common denominator against the great leaders of those companies, which was very interesting, was humility. Mm. Okay. They don't take themselves too seriously and don't think too highly of themselves. Yes. You know, Kathy, I know this is kind of a specialty in the consultant world, but I'm just curious if you run across this with your clients, this, this whole multi-generational aspect. And yes. I, you got all the different firms, you know, Gen Y, Gen X, Millennial, mm-hmm. and probably mm-hmm. half a dozen others. Is, is that a, has that always been around or is that, is that just a phenomenon, you know, in, in the last 20 years or so? It's always been around, Jim. And now we just have fancy names for it. That's exactly right. And, and, and I think we do, it's, I think it's always been around. I don't know that we've always uh, studied it and, and looked at it and, and, and really been cognizant uh, of those differences, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And now we do. We have people that do those studies and put those names on them, and so we understand them better. Uh, but, you know, good leaders have always been about, in leadership, it's about knowing what's important to people and finding out what's in it for them. So that, you know, that you're helping, if you can connect the dots between helping them to get what's important to them by them helping the organization achieve what it needs, that's where you you really get high performance. So whether you call it Gen X or whether you can clearly define it, that's still the the objective. Right. Do you, does a lot of your work focus, um, how do I ask this, internally versus externally? Internally would be, you know, teams, leadership. Uh, maybe marketing or I guess marketing and, and sales would probably be external. I would think, do you know what I'm asking? Like, yeah, we're, we we are, we are holistic. So it's both. Okay. Uh, but what happens Jim, like, you know, is it depends on where the company, you know, different companies have strengths in different areas. So sometimes there is more need to focus internally. Okay. Because that's what they really need to sure up to get from now point A to to B, which is down the road, which, whichever is our planning cycle, which is usually, typically it's a year. Right now we're saying six months. So yeah, but whatever that needs to be. So that can run the gamut from internal processes, systems, people, to mergers and acquisitions. And, you know, we, we obviously do that. So it, it can, it, you know, looking at competition, doing market studies. So we don't do the studies, but we can help them to do that and identify that's where we need to focus you know, our, our resources. Okay. So I only got about three more minutes or maybe two, So, I, but I want to squeeze in one more question. You know, when I went to school, gosh, many, many moons ago, I remember having a, a business class about you, you got to have a one, three and a five-year plan and maybe a 10-year plan. And today it's like, I don't know if we know what we're doing even three years from now, especially with the current times. So when you're working with a strategic plan, I'm curious what your answer would have been six months ago versus today. Like how, how long is that plan? Typically, and we've been doing this, I've been doing that for more than 17 years because I did this in corporate America as well. Typically uh, we look out in businesses five years, just to say in five years, we're, you know, if, if we could have exactly what, where would we want this business to be? But that's a high level look. We only do a detailed business plan for a year. Okay. It's too big. Things change too fast, etc. You can't possibly digest it in a business. So the detailed business plan is for a year. And even in that year, many things will change from the time you initially put that, pl- put that plan in place till you execute it a year out. 
Right. Got it. Okay. Well, man, this this half hour went by pretty darn quick. Um, I'd love to get you back sometime and, and just explore a little bit more and, and touch base, like maybe in six months or, or a little bit more and see where we are. Um, but in the meantime, I'm sure my listeners want to connect with you and, and check out your website and learn how to connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to come back. I've really enjoyed this. This is great. Uh, if people want to be in touch with us, if they will go to our website, which is real simple, www.latitudegroup.com everything there in terms of how to get in touch with us. If they want to schedule a consultation, they can click a button and fill in some information and we will set up some time to talk to them and we can help them. That's awesome. Kathy, thanks so much for being my guest. I, I greatly appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, Jim. Enjoyed it. Hey folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Kathy Bowman Atkins from latitudegroup.com. Uh, connect with her there. Connect with me at getjimpalmer.com, dreambiz, dreambizcoaching.com. And of course, I'm all over internet, at least for now. <laughs> all right, I'm Captain Jim Palmer. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.